the Banowitz Podcast. Okay, welcome back to the Bandwidth Marketing Podcast. We're so excited you're here, and I am very pumped for our guest today. <laughs> Joe, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, well, my name is Joe Devoki, and I actually went to high school with Sarah, so blast yes. from the past. Right? I know, and we haven't even <laughs> seen each other since high school. No, we haven't. This and is exciting. And one of our best friends is the same person, Stacey yes. Font. So. Yes, yes, we, uh, yes. Memories, <laughs> memories, and we we might go down that road later. You never know. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing now, Joe? So, I am actually in Iowa City as an elementary principal. Okay. And so, kind of keeping busy with that, and plus do a little bit of farming on the side, and do a little bit of health coaching and lifestyle coaching, and not needless to say, a lot of uh, a lot of irons in the fi- fire. No, what is that word? You know what I mean? So, I know irons in the fire. Is that the, is yeah. that the term? Yeah. So a lot of things going on and lots of plate spinning and it's a lot of fun. So Awesome. Awesome. But, yeah. Um, you grew up in a farming family, right? I did. Yep. Okay. I was born and raised on a dairy farm. Awesome. Yeah. So, so we grew up in Solon, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And Solon is very much, we were just talking about this, very much, there's a lot of business families, families that own their own businesses, which was the family I grew up in, Mm -hmm. and then a lot of farming families, and you Which is what I grew up in. Yeah, farming family. Yeah, and it's funny because I grew up on a dairy farm, so if you don't know much about dairy farm, it's like you're tied to being on a farm every day at four o'clock in the morning, and I was up milking cows, and then went to school, was at school all day, did activities, I mean, I was in sports, I was in music, I did all that stuff, came home, did it at night again did it all the next day. Hated it. Hated it. I mean, but I will tell you, it like taught you a lot of good life lessons. You know what I mean? Work ethic. Yes. Yep. And I really think, you know, looking at some of the things that I do today, like, you, you know, my commitment and my, I'm like, you know, you got to really f- structure and focus your time. Like you don't have a lot of time when you're dairy farming and stuff. So, um, which is really funny. Cause I always said, you know, when I graduate high school, they're like, my dad actually offered to pay for, you know, if we went to Kirkwood or the university of Iowa, we would pay for it if we'd stay home and help do chores. And I'm like, Nope, none of my brothers took him up on that. So, but I will tell you this, two of us now, um, actually now that we're grown up and have our own places, we have like hobby farms if you want to say okay. so so you could take the boy out of the farm but you can't, you can't take, take the, the farm out of the boy <laughs> if that makes sense and so uh so yeah so i do some farming now today and we raise some show horses and i raise a few cows and yeah kind of keep busy with all that stuff so, so what about vacations then do you get to go on vacations yes so this this makes it a little bit easier to go on vacations okay. growing up you know we didn't do vacations our vacations were and you know, I think part of it, it's not just the farming stuff that kind of, you know, kept us from the vacations. It was, you know, we, I grew up in a, you know, at the time I thought like, oh, we have everything we need. But looking back, I'm like, you know, we grew up in a very, I won't say poverty, but we grew up in a, in a situation where we didn't really have everything that we needed, if that makes sense. Now, now that I know more and more about, you know, kind of talking to my, mm-hmm. my mom and stuff. But anyway, so a lot of vacations for us, which seemed like awesome vacations at the time, were like spending a night in a hotel, like 20 minutes away. Yeah. So um, plus then we still had to get up and go do chores the next morning. So, <laughs> But no, I do, I do go on vacations a lot. And actually, I think that's part of what this has like inspired my love to travel is because we didn't do it much as a kid. And so, um, so the good thing about what I do now with the farming and everything is, you know, somebody can take care of that. It's pretty easy to do. But then like, you know, elementary principal, I have vacations. So I have people that kind of take over for me when I'm gone. And okay. then my, my health coaching and lifestyle coaching, um, I can do that anywhere. As long as I have my phone, internet access, I can do that. So mm-hmm. I do a lot of it during, you know, the winter months and stuff from, from beaches and stuff. Cause I, I'm like a warm weather person. There's a lot of people out there who are doing that now. Yeah. Traveling. Yep. So yeah. living the laptop life. I know it's, it's, <laughs> I think, I think 
you know, when we think back to when we were in school, you know, I mean, we won't say the year that we graduated because it's almost 20 years now, uh, which is hard to believe. But you keep talking about this on Facebook. I'm like, no, we're not I know, that old. We're I not, know. We're closer to 35 than 40. That is true. That is true. We may be closer to 40 than 30, but yes. we're still closer to 35. We are. We are. And that's, <laughs> you know, and it's, you know, I think a lot of times as we start to grow up, we're like, oh, I don't want to be 30s old. Like, it, let's put it, let's put yeah, it this way. Yeah, 30 was hard. Like my, when kids are like, how old are you? And I'm like, well, how old do you think I am? Oh, you got to be at least 30. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I am. I am 30 and I'm proud of it, you know, but I thought, you know, sometimes they're going to say, oh you know, you're 80 or you're 90. And it's like, it's that perception of what is old. Like for kids that are, you know, five, six, they think that, you know, 15 is old Yeah, and to be 15 again. Yeah. Or no, not really probably, but anyway. <laughs> okay. Joe, tell me, okay. Your family, one mm-hmm. of three children. You're yes, the middle child, right? I'm the middle child. Okay. Explains a lot. <laughs> so brother and sister? Two brothers. Two brothers. Yes. Family of boys. Yes. My mom was the only girl. <laughs> okay. God bless her soul. <laughs> And how she did it. And then your family now. So you have a husband. I do. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Tommy. Tommy. Yep. yep. Okay. So, yep. So on top of that, not only do we have all that stuff, we also have a carpet cleaning business. So oh, okay. I didn't that's, know that. that that's kind of his business. Okay. And so I help with that sometimes. So you might see pictures of me on Facebook pulling carpet hoses on my free okay. time. So yeah, again. So you need to give a shout out to it? Superior Carpet Clean. Okay. Yes. Yes. So he was actually cleaning actually right by your parents' house today oh, okay. for Tom Holub. So Nice. Yeah. So yeah. So that's, we're always something to do. So how do they find... Uh, like website, um, phone. You can anything? go to Facebook. He's got a okay. Facebook page, Superior Carpet Clean. And actually, I can't even tell you the phone number right now because okay. I, I don't. I no, have it saved fine. in my phone. But yeah, maybe at the end I can get it out when we can get awesome. that. Well, we can, we can, we can link to it too, so it'll be fine. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. But Perfect. yeah, nope. So we live in Solon and do all that. And no kids yet. No, no. And I don't know if that day will come. I have, like I said, I have about four hundred of them at school every single day. And yeah, I, you have. A- lot of kids i do and i have a and we have a two-year-old saint bernard okay who is like a small child himself but he's really 180 pounds so yeah Mm -hmm. no i understand because i have six kids and two dogs and yeah the dogs follow me everywhere they're like toddlers that never grow up benson thinks he is a lap dog benson yeah yeah yeah, he now my dog is a lap dog and thinks that she's like a saint bernard oh i mean she's it's amazing she's still alive (laughs) not joking I said that to my husband. She almost got her neck torn off the other day from a bigger dog. Because she'll just go. She just thinks she's just so big and powerful. Yeah. She's going to intimidate these big dogs. And they're like, hey, you're an appetizer. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mentioned to my husband the other day. I was like, Tori almost, like, literally almost just got killed. Like the, the neighbor just pulled the dog back up right mm-hmm. at the perfect timing. Yeah. And Matt goes, doesn't she like almost get killed like every other day? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. amazing. She's still alive. Because we have two small ones too. And. You know, they think one of they're two chihuahuas, and then one of them thinks it's like this king dog. They're both they're both girls, but one thinks it's like this massive beast. The other one is like your stereotypical dog that'll yip at you and like. But the thing is, like the dog, the Saint Bernard wants to play, and the little ones don't want to play. So the one thing that will play with it is the cat, and the cat like can beat up on this dog. So it's kind of fun. I should like start chronic chronic. You should start an Instagram yeah. page for the pets. I should. Or from the perspective of the cat, maybe. That is true. Her name is Lulu, and she's an interesting one herself. Yeah. So, but yeah. You it's, should do that. It's never a dull moment at the The marketing house. person tell, in me tells me you should do that. And then you could like, you they could talk about the carpet cleaning business and then your, okay, so this is perfect segue too. Yeah. Um, t- talk to us about your health and coaching. Yeah. So that actually was something that kind of fell in my lap, if you want to say. Um, okay. So... It all started with me like being 
you know, somebody that's been pretty unhealthy my entire life. I mean, I so struggled with weight in high school and then in college put on, you know, a lot of times people say the freshman 15. It was more like the freshman 50 for me and then about, you know, some more after that. So I'm five foot six. And so when I was at the heaviest I've ever was, I was at like 240 roughly. Okay. So pretty unhealthy. Like people look at my pictures back then and like, that's not you. And I'm like, yes, it is. Trust me. Um, I always tell the story. I always tell these two stories. One, my passport literally looked like a basketball. And so when I had lost a little bit of weight, the people, when I was trying to get leave Poland to come back to the United States, they kept looking at me and they're like, I'm like, it's me. I've lost a little bit of weight. And they're like, yeah, we can tell. But, um, and then my, uh, and the one thing that always, you know, I worked when I was in Cedar Falls at the, at the, you and I, I worked at the bookstore and my mouse pad was always the BMI index. And so it always like stared at me saying, you're obese, you're obese, you're obese. Okay. I, that I, would be tough. It was, it was. I mean, cause every time like, okay, I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be at, but this is where I'm at. Yeah. It ain't, it's never going to happen because I, I was always like, I'm big boned. And so, um, and it was just funny kind of like I, one year I got sick, you know, in college and you know, lost about 10 pounds just cause I couldn't eat. And I'm like, Oh, this is kind of nice. And so I started like watching what I eat. And by that, I mean, like not going to McDonald's every day and not ordering a medium pizza and eating it myself. Um, but then I just started like working out a little bit and I, and I kind of got down to about 170 ish. So I lost quite a bit of weight and not where I wanted to be, but I felt better. So I kind of got complacent and kind of just stayed there, you know, and I was okay with that. Cause I was again, better than I was, but not where I wanted to be. And then when I started working as a principal, I mean, like a lot of jobs, there's a lot of stress and I've got some amazing staff members who like to bake and I would come into my office and there'd be like cupcakes and pieces of bread. And I'm like, but I can't turn it down, you know? So I ate it and I ate it and I ate it. I mean, if you look, I think there's a picture on my Facebook somewhere. You look at like my school IDs. It's like every year as it progressed, it's like probably put on about 10 pounds or so every year. And so about two years ago, I had, um, had my second rotator cuff surgery and for some reason I thought it'd be a great idea to step on the scale and I got really like I'm like oh my gosh and so um because I was back up over 200 pounds and I think one of the things that was you know the kind of tipping point for me is like the clothes that I was in before surgery were starting to not fit and I needed bigger clothes and to me that was the size that meant being at my heaviest you know again and I'm like I can't do it so I saw my cousin who actually lives in Texas was having some awesome results and so I reached out to her and kind of just started my own health journey with just watching what I I mean I couldn't exercise so it was all food um and within about three and a half months I lost 65 pounds wow more than I ever thought that I was ever going to I just wanted to lose 20 pounds which is kind of what I gained you and know. that was with just Watching your diet. Just watching what I eat. So okay. a very structured eating plan, um, you know, where I didn't have to like count anything. I just had to eat six times a day. And then, like I said, I lost what I wanted to do is just, you know, lose 20, but I ended up being for the first time in my life, I've been at a healthy BMI. You know, I'm just, I, if I look right on that BMI index, I'm right where I need to be, which is mm-hmm. kind of a great feeling. And just the confidence feeling yeah. and just the way I feel. And, you know, I'm happy. And I think, you know, I post a lot on my social media accounts. Like if you, if you ever look at that, um, just about how, you know, on the outside, I probably looked really, really fine. You know, people saw a happy person and, but inside I was like, I'm not worth anything. Like I'm, you know, very unhealthy and just very negative. And I think a lot of people, when you start, when your health starts to suffer, that's kind of where your mind goes. Mm-hmm. And so for me, a couple things that were really beneficial for this, not only the weight loss, I mean, don't get me wrong, that's, that's amazing. And, and it's just, you know, I feel better than I ever have, but it's more of like, I'm working on my mindset and how I actually see myself, you know? And so I actually did a post this morning about, you know, the person that I see in the mirror now is somebody I actually 
like I like who I'm becoming. Whereas before I like, you know, we see our reflection so many times a day and I just would like head down and not even look at it before because I just didn't like the person that was in there. And it's more of what was in my head, not what was actually on the outside. And so when I started seeing myself change, I was like, I know so many people that probably have the same feelings, you know, whether it's about physical health or the, I say mental health, but I mean more of like a healthy mind, you know, kind of just that, that self-perception of themselves. And so that's what kind of forced me, um, not forced me, that's what kind of prompted me to want to, to share this with other people. So I started, you know, kind of sharing my story and people would reach out to me and say, what did, what did you do? You know? And I said, you know, they're like, what diet did you do? And I said, I'm not doing a diet. Like I've done diets before. Diets don't work because they don't teach me anything. They don't teach me how to, to get the nutrition right. They don't teach me how to get the mind right. They don't teach you all that stuff. They, you know, you need a, you need a supportive community. And that's one of the things that this, this uh, journey has given me. And the, you know, um, I, like I said, I'm going to a convention um, for other health coaches that I, you know, work with down in Orlando in July. And that's like, that's my, my family, you know, I mean, I've got my family, but this is my other family, you know, and it's like, so I look forward to that because I'm around people that have similar visions and goals and things like that. And so I've been coaching um, people on their own health journey and life journeys, um, lifestyle journey with like their nutrition and exercise and things like that for about two years now. Um, And I've actually maintained my weight loss for two years that whole time, which has never, which has never happened, you know? And so for me, well, and that's the hard, like I've heard that's the hardest mm -hmm. part, right? Is maintaining. Yeah. And I think the reason what makes this, you know, different than diets that, you know, because a lot of people are like diet, diet, diet. It's diets don't teach you to teach you the 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 habits and things that you need to be successful. Whereas that's what I learned and that's what's allowing me to be successful and that's what I'm sharing with other people. And so, um, you know, I just you know I say this because it's like you know when I talk about like worth and value and things like that that I probably didn't like that was again my own thoughts. Nobody ever told me that you know that I'm aware of that I was worthless or you know had no value. But it's like through this, I've seen that, you know, I love, I love serving people. That's my kind of like my calling, you know, that's why I'm in education. I serve the kids that I work with and I work in a very at risk building. So these are kiddos that, you know, are coming to us with, with a lot of trauma actually in their lives. And so being able to serve them and help them have a positive experience and then also know that they are worth something and that there's more to life than maybe what they've experienced. And so same thing for the people that I help with the, the coaching is, you know, I want them to see that they are worth something that, you know, their story does matter. And we want to help them see that themselves and share with others. So to, you know, we, I have a, there's a system that we use that kind of, I keep track of things and between myself helping, you know, actual people on their own journey or helping people that have become coaches themselves in their own journey. Um, you know, to this point, about 800 people I've had a help wow. impacting. Um, and so it's been That's very amazing. It is. And it's, and like, I never would have imagined in, like in two less years. than two, in yeah. two years. Yeah. And so it's been, it's been awesome. And I've, I have noticed myself like just changes, not only my physical health, but just, just who I am as a person. You know, I mean, I find myself being more, more we were talking about this earlier i mean i'm i'm an introvert by nature like i'm hugely introverted and that's how i always have been so but i find myself becoming more of an extrovert in situations and knowing that i have to push myself outside of that to have an impact on people because that they if i'm not willing to share my story and you know and reach out to people um they might not make the changes that they need and you know i, I one of my mentors always tells the story of kind of how he kind of was the same thing he had an awesome story and was kind of like there's all these people that he thought about like i'm like oh you know 
Grandma Sue or whoever, you know, could really. I actually had a Grandma Sue. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I did not have a Grandma Sue. I had an, I, I think I had an Aunt Sue, like great aunt or something. But, um, but he always tells the story of how there was these people that he always wanted to reach out, but he was scared to. Um, and he was like about ready to call this person and say, hey, I've been thinking about you. And that's it. Not, hey, I've been thinking about you. You really need to go on this journey, but I've just been thinking about you. And the day he was going to call, he got the news that that person had actually passed away from, you know, very poor health. And so, so that prompted him to like say, okay, I'm not, you know, settling here. I'm going to keep pushing in these people that I know I'm going to reach out to them. And again, not go right to, oh, you need to change your health, but reach out and just have that connection with them and let them know our story and stuff. And so that's kind of what, what's prompted me to do that. Cause I don't want to be, I don't want to ever have somebody that I've been thinking about, like that's struggling with something, you know, you know, know that maybe I could have had that impact on them if I don't, yeah. you know, share my story. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of, for me, it's really what I've, it's become a passion. It's become my mission to get people healthy and get people, you know, seeing that there is so much more that maybe they're not seeing themselves. So, cause somebody took the chance to do that with me. And so now I'm paying it forward and helping other people. So. Okay. So I have a question for you. Yeah. So I'm an extrovert. You're an introvert. Mm-hmm. I have trouble balancing all of the things because you said you have a lot of mm-hmm. you, you're spinning a lot of plates yes. and you're also spinning a lot of relationships too. Correct. So how do you balance it all then? Because I struggle with balancing mm-hmm. all the tasks with all the people stuff and I'm an extrovert and I think extroverts are they have an easier time balancing a lot of yeah. relationships, but I feel like I'm starting to get maxed out. It's hard. Um, I will say one thing that I again, I we talked back to, you know, talked about what you know, when I was a kid growing up on a farm, all the structured and the the routines and mm-hmm. stuff, um, and the, the work ethic. I think that's truly what helps me. Is like I, I'm so structured in my day that like I block off everything. If you were to ever look at my calendar, it would be like literally wake up, my morning time, which is like you know morning routine. I have personal development in the morning. I sit and read for 25, 30 minutes every morning, um, looking through social media because that's how I do a lot of connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then during the school year, about six o'clock, I start getting ready for work, drive to school. And on the way to school, like I'm listening to podcasts and I'm listening to more personal development as, you know, a lot of leadership stuff because, you know, in my role, I'm a leader, yes. um, both as the principal and with the, the coaching and stuff. And so do that. And then I, you know, my school day is structured too. All my meetings are in there. And then when I get out of school, it's like, here's my gym time. Here's my meal time. Here's my, you know, connecting with clients time. Here's my connecting with coaches time. Here's my connecting with mentors time. Here's my me time. And, you know, I set aside time every week to have like date nights, you know, cause again, you have to have all those things down. And so like Friday nights are our date nights. So that's after here, that's what we're doing. And so, um, and where the, are you guys going tonight? Oh, probably big growth. And so okay. that's one of our favorite places. It's so close. I mean, it's got, you know, it's just a good atmosphere yeah. and you know, it's, um, and then on the weekends, it just depends on what goes on. There's always projects to do. So I think this weekend we're working on redoing some cabinets. And then in between there, I'll connect with people. So I just, for me, it is very about being structured and, okay. and very, you know, it has to be in, if it's not, if it's not in my calendar, it doesn't get done. Like, and so, and then even like in those times where I'm connecting with people, like I know exactly who I'm connecting with. I don't connect with every, oh, okay. yeah. So like, you know, every Thursday night, for example, I do what I call client support. So I'm getting on the phone and calling all my clients and I just, you know, there's some that I do, you know, every Thursday, there's some that I do every other Thursday. And so it's, it's very structured and that's how I roll. 
if you want to say when it comes to like all that kind of stuff is having things structured. Now I know people that do the same thing that don't have structure that just, they can, they can keep it all up here in their head and know where they needed to be and who they need to talk to and who this person is and who that person is. I can't do that because there's so many things that go on up here that I forget and I like overlap and stuff. And so, um, so that's what helps me is the, just the really structuring everything and it makes a lot of sense. And I never really thought about because, yeah, my if it's not on my calendar. It does not get done. Mm-hmm. Um, so my calendar is like, you know, mm-hmm. but um, I've never really thought about doing that with relationships too, like yeah. having dedicated da 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 da. I actually, there's a, uh, a friend of mine, Karen, lives in, in uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. And so I have for every Monday morning, I'm supposed to call her. Um, I haven't been because <laughs> I just, I like to me, it's not like. Yeah. Like I, even though I put it on the calendar, I don't treat it as if I put it on the calendar. It's like a reminder or whatever. And then I'm like, oh, when I get to it, Yeah. which what I should do is just get to it. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. Like I, if, if it, I have reminders on there so that it comes off and that's why it reminds me. I'm like, oh. And then actually just do the thing. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, you know, the great, I used to dread my, my drive to and from work. Cause it's about a half an hour one way, just where I live. It's not that far, but where I live to where I'm going, there's yeah. no easy direct route. It's stoplights, traffic, all that kind of stuff. And so um, I actually enjoy that time because one, I'm doing personal development or two, it's actually a time where I'm able to connect with a lot of people and just, you know, catch up on what's going on, you know, and stuff. And so, um, you know, with the technology of Bluetooth and all that kind of stuff, I'm, I'm safe driver, I promise. So, you know, I'm not like, I'm not like texting and stuff on the phone. I'm using my Bluetooth. So, um, but that's been actually a good time for me to connect with people and, you know, catch up with family and all that kind of stuff. So. Awesome. Okay. Last question. What are you reading these days? So actually I just finished the book this morning, um, Church Boy to Millionaire by Doug Woods, um, who's actually one of my mentors um, with the the coaching uh, and lifestyle thing that I do. Um, But it's very, very awesome. I've got another one (laughs) that is called, and I'm this is the next one. I'm laughing because it's, it's get over your damn self. Okay. Um, and so I'm pretty excited. Who's the author though? Oh, I can never say her <laughs> name, but it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's about somebody that's, you know, very similar that started kind of her own like business and is just kind of had a lot of concepts and stuff. And, you know, myself, I had a lot of concepts that I have to get over. And so it's like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get over my damn self and, <laughs> and do it. So, um, but I've got a couple other ones. I got leader shift coming by John Maxwell and, um, I'm reading a John Maxwell right now too. Um, failing forward. Yep. I've, I haven't read that one, but I've heard John okay. Maxwell is really good. And so, um, I'm trying to think what else I have that I've just recently finished, um, highly effective habits of highly effective people. Okay. And again, I can't remember the guy's name, but I can see the book sitting right on my, my coffee table. So. So awesome. yeah, I really, reading has been a really like something I never used to like to do. And now it's like, I look forward to that time in the morning. So, yeah. Yeah. I love, yeah, I love reading, but I'm the kind of person that's like, I don't finish the thing. Well, I used to when mm-hmm. I was a kid, but now, I mean, yeah, I want, you know, I should actually learn to be a speed reader. I mean, go to like a class or something. Yeah. Cause there's all the, I keep buying all these books and then well, finishing them. And see a lot of people are like, do audiobooks, which I can listen to them, but I don't, I'm the one that has to like highlight. Yes. And I have to like yes. make a quick note because yep. if if I hear it, like it, it, I'll hear it, but it goes right out. Yeah. You know, but if I have it in front of me and I can make my note. Yep. That's why. And you visual learner? I am. Yes. Yeah, me yep. too. I have to like, I have to see it and be able to do it and then like can visualize it and, yeah. take, and like write things down. Stuff, Which so. is really 
visual learners are kind of at least i'm kind of funny in this like when i'm telling stories i mean like well i was driving down first avenue and i was over by da 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 and then i had this thought yeah and people are probably like why do i need to know where you were at and what you were looking at when you like yeah were on this phone call or had this conversation or anything like that it's oh, like yeah. well but that's how i me- remember stuff so and me too and like i always tell people like get to the point and i'm like well i am getting to the point I'm but this, this stuff is part of it and as <laughs> and it was well, if you see the the recording of this like the actual visual stuff you see that i'm very hands like i like this yes. is part of my visual like I did this, yeah. like and so it's people like i think sometimes i'm like sometimes in meetings i have to be like okay I have to hold my hands because it's yeah. like people get distracted by my 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 hands doing the talking. But yeah, uh, that's just part of who I am. Awesome. So. Okay, so if anyone wants to get some coaching advice from you, where yeah. do they find you at? So three big ways. You can find me on my social media, which is just Joe Devoki, um at Facebook. I have an Instagram account. I'm working on my Instagram. Okay. That's, you know, I'm trying to master one before I go to the other. Yes. Um, but then you can always email me just at joe.devoki, and that's D-I-V-O-K-Y at gmail.com. Or you can always just reach me on my cell phone, 319-331-6657. Awesome. So, Thanks for coming on, Joe. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad it, I mean, glad we got reconnected and you, and yeah. we were able to do this. It's been fun. Yeah. I, I'm ex- Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to put this on there because we never really hung out in high school. No. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's fun. It's it's fun to like reconnect with people, especially people that, like you said, maybe you didn't really hang out with much in high school. And I was I was saying earlier, too, that, you know, we came from a class of 60 some people like it was not huge at all. No. And so um, which is very unfortunate that we didn't hang out together, you know, just no. as all of us as a class. So. <laughs> yeah it was yeah it i was. know but i i you know we did grow up like it i felt like we had a perfect class size because we weren't in each other's business all it's the true. time it's true but we still knew a lot about each other yeah because um of a smaller class size so yeah. i felt like i knew you just because stacy and i were so close and yeah i'd hear all the stories and <laughs> um, i would say only hopefully the good ones because there was there were some good ones but there was also some not good ones well <laughs> live and learn right stacy has her own stories too yes I kind of mommed her a little bit in high school. We but. could we could probably write a book about all of our stories. You know, all of us. We should stuff. at our twentieth uh, re- reunion. We'll like yeah. What we should do is have everybody on the podcast sometime. Uh, that would be not everyone, but you know, like yes, you need to start a podcast. I I would love to. That's kind of what got this conversation yeah, going. It is yeah. So everyone join. Hey, Solonites, Spartans. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you need to be on my podcast, and you need to come and be on Joe's podcast. There we go. Yeah. There we go. We can we can dominate the podcast market. <laughs> well, thanks thanks for being on, Joe. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. It was okay. fun. <laughs> and we will see you guys later. Make sure you like, subscribe, and follow us on all of our channels, and um, share us uh, with anyone that would be interested in marketing. So, talk to you later. Bye.